Hey, this is Joel Kahn, the co-founder of PlanetSly.com, a dope limited edition series inspired by the one and only Sylvester Stallone. I am on the edge of NFT, the podcast, and yo, Adrian, you gotta listen to this podcast. Stay tuned. Hey there, NFT curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode and find out what inspired Sly Stallone to jump into the ring with NFTs and what kind of knockout he's planning to deliver. And how today's guest thinks about utility and what it means for the future of NFT projects. And why band NFTs are a groundbreaking hybrid of Spotify and OpenSea. All this and more on today's episode. Enjoy. Welcome to The Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features Joel Kahn, the co-founder of Planet Sly, Sylvester Stallone's first NFT project, which creates a limited edition series that punches the Ethereum blockchain in the face. Created by Stallone himself, Planet Sly is a community that will provide events, benefits, and many other utility-based opportunities for its holders. Joel is an internet pioneer, best-selling author, international keynote speaker, and the co-host of two top currency and blockchain podcasts. He and his partners have minted just, uh, you know, like 1.5 million NFTs <laughs> and now advise projects and companies in the blockchain NFT play to earn and metaverse spaces and have quite a bit of fun while doing it. Joel, hey, welcome to Edge of NFT. It's good to be back. We were talking offline that it's been like I was on episode 12 ish, I think mm-hmm. is what we decided. So it's been about a year and great to see you guys growing and expanding your reach and talking about these NFTs we love so much. Very cool. Yeah, it's hard to believe 113 episodes have flown by in like literally less than a year. And it was super cool to get a little sneak peek of this drop at NFTLA for anyone that had a chance to go over there. They might have seen Sylvester on the main stage do a little virtual cameo. Opening um, it. He opened the main stage, man. He was the first one on the big screen right there. Yeah, absolutely. We're doing arts entertainment. We're in LA. You got to start with Stallone, right? And ever since then, I've been wanting to unpack this drop and super excited to learn more. So thanks, Joel. So we got 9,997 Sly Guys Mm -hmm. uh, popping over to your nearest computer in May. What are these Sly Guys and how did this project tape shape, man? So my partner, Bill Zanker, who those of us who have been around for a while might know from the Learning Annex, used to put on these arena events all over the country and would welcome celebrity and former president speakers to be headliners. They'd pack 20,000 people in there and Bill's just a pro at putting on his events with his team. And so he's got a longstanding relationship with Sly. He had listened to our podcast the Nifty Show. And it was like, hey, how do we bring some celebs into the space and bring value to their fans so they can connect with them? And I said, I got just the ticket. Let's put together a piece of uh, generative art. Let's bring on a world-class designer. And so we hired Clark Mitchell, who does, you've seen his artwork. You just don't necessarily know it because he's the guy who 
works for Disney and Hasbro and does boxes for like Monopoly games and stuff. So if you've ever bought a Star Wars Monopoly game, it was probably done by Clark Mitchell, the incredibly talented designer. And his son Cameron works with him and was said, let's create these cool generatives that are inspired by the life and films of Sylvester Stallone. I mean, this guy's done five decades of movies and has portrayed, you know, fighters and military veterans and gangsters and cops and just, you know, he's like America's favorite inspirational action hero. And so many people just love and respect Sly and we're like, all right, let's create these generative NFTs that have all these cool attributes and characteristics. And uh, we're working directly with OpenSea. They're going to be doing an auction of 25 one of one golden editions. And uh, it was super important to Sly that he connect with his fans. You know, if you check him out on Instagram, he's always walking around his place there in Florida and, and inspiring people. And so the goal here is to not just give people cool NFTs that are each going to be unique, but also with real life deliverables so that Sly can connect with his fans in a tangible way. Love yeah, Sly, it's, man. it's cool, man. I mean, you do shows like your podcast and our podcast, and you learn a thing or two about how to build real community and how to create real utility and, and how to have fun with drops. And it sounds like this drop has a lot of your sort of I guess, fairy dust from being in this space for so long all over it, combined with Sly and who he is as a human being and as a living icon. Yeah, I think that's why Bill came to me is because he's seen that, you know, we've minted over a million and a half NFTs of our own original properties. What could we do working with talent like himself? So after he signed on, got to go to Florida and, and meet with him. And this is back mm. uh, when I had my moving to the beach hair, my long oh, hair. Nice. And uh, spent a couple hours with him. And what's interesting is the those Life magazines that had just come out that week on the newsstand. We didn't even know. We saw them on the newsstand. We picked up a half a dozen of them that were there and brought them to him that day. And so I've got an autographed one and, and uh, Bill's got one. There's a couple others floating around here with the team. And he was tremendous, very humble, very likable, very down to earth. And I needed to persuade him, though, a little bit that NFTs were the right thing for him. So you mm. could see how I did that. Ooh, uh, a sock know, in the jaw. Wow. A little sock in you the jaw. Pulled that off. Left hook, man. It's a but, tough one. And, and you know, the smile on your face while you're hitting him, too. It's <laughs> just like it's so easy. Yeah, <laughs> you guys. If you're if you're listening to the show, you got to go see the video of this. Yeah. Uh, oh, video nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the point where you pause the, the listening experience. Hopefully, not while you're driving, and you go over to our YouTube and you see that just those two pictures are going to be worth it, guys. Yeah. Totally. And by the way, I'm thinking of changing the direction of this whole mint. We need to include minting your beach hair because that, my friend, is some very nice locks you had. Uh, it, it, those images, yeah. it was inspired by COVID, but then further inspired, <laughs> inspired by moving by. to Puerto Rico. And so it was the longest time that I didn't cut my hair. I think it was 14 or 15 months. And uh, then one day I walked up to the barber and I said, take it all off. And he looked at me funny and I said, no, my hair. And I ended up with like pretty much you could make a small dog out of what came from my head onto the floor. <laughs> nice. Good, man. man. Yeah, I got to ask a follow-up on the genesis of this thing. You know, yeah. one of the things that we'd seen, especially once we start intersecting like the actors, even though Sylvester Stallone's much, much more than an actor, director, producer, writer, but with studios and ownership of IP and navigating all that, do you guys have to, to work through anything like that as it related to 
the characters you're portraying in the NFTs or the relationship to the movies, which has some kind of ownership, I'm sure, at the studio level as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you're dealing with talent, there's lawyers involved. And so these NFTs are inspired by Stallone, his life and his characters, but you're not going to see any that are replicas of those actual characters. You know, we changed up the designs on them and gave him items that were unique to the NFT collection. But the spirit of it, I mean, there's no doubt when you look, hey, this is Sly, you look at his face, you're like, there's nobody like this guy who, uh, you know, how many of us have gone to Philadelphia and gone up the steps there, you know, with our arms in the air. And what's really cool is in in the Discord, which is discord.gg forward slash planet Sly, the people in there are sharing stories. They're sharing fan art. They're making videos. They're showing sly love. That's what we're calling it to get whitelisted. Like, tell us your story. Make a 30-second video. Post it on TikTok. Tell us what inspired you. What film inspired you most? What character? What line? Maybe do an impression. Give us a yo, Adrian. You know, we we don't want people just getting on the whitelist to flip these. We want fans. Sly wants to connect with the millions of fans out there. And so by showing Sly love, it's like, yeah, you're putting in an actual effort to say, I really, I want one of these Sly guys. And uh, I'll tell you what, the real world benefits that are going to come is what's really going to excite the collectors. If you collect any three Sly guys and have them in your wallet by snapshot date to be announced, you're going to get a ticket to a private dinner in Miami that Sly is going to host. He's going to be there. He's going to speak. He's going to have dinner there. It's going to, what an awesome opportunity, you know, to hear inspiration in the room with him. And we're working with OpenSea to present 25 one-of-one goldens that are autographed. He actually signed 25 times, numbered each one of them digitally, and they're placed onto these goldens that are each unique. And if you have one of those, you're going to get a private VIP experience at the dinner in Miami. So you'll get a meet and greet and photograph, shake his hand and talk to him, you know, for a minute and and just really connect with him. And that's, those are just the beginning of the IRL experiences and physical and digital goods that we hope to deliver to Sly Guy holders. Oh, that's awesome, man. It reminds me of working on one celebrity chef related one. We were doing some fun stuff around a dinner like that. So theoretically, I mean, you got 9,997 Theoretically, you could have a few thousand people at that dinner ready to rock out. Obviously, it's a much lower number based on who will travel and who will actually grab three, right? Right. But that's super cool. And I wanted to ask, are those different? The gold, is gold different from the signature or is that the signature? Yeah, those the signature versions are the golden versions. In fact, pull a few of those up here and give you a taste of that. And then we can go through some of the other ones that are in the collection. I actually uh, want to talk about that one that was just up there with like the hunter's hat and the dog because that one was really dope. That was pretty cool. So here's a sample of one of the goldens. This is numbered number five. And you Ooh. can see there that he's got, I mean, it's just, it's a golden Sly guy That's pretty with solid. Uh, unique attributes and uh, it's got his signature and you can see he's numbered it. And of course, this will be mint number five. So numbers one through 25 will actually be mint number one through 25 through the OpenSea auction that takes place. So we're really excited to be partnering with the guys at OpenSea. Uh, Sly is going to be front and center on launch day, and people will be able to, to purchase, to bid on the Goldens. And then the Mint, which will come publicly at planetsly.com, will be for the remaining variations. And we're still we're looking around mid-May 
for the mint date. The Discord's growing really quickly. We're up to 18,000 already and people, the word is really getting out there. So we expect a lot of demand for these and it's going to be challenging for people to, you know, even necessarily get three. They're going to have to really want it to be able to get those because we want to make sure as many people as possible can own a Sly Guy. So the auction, how is that going to work? Is it like a declining price auction or just highest bid or I do not have, it's a great question. And I wish I had the specific answer to it yet. I think there's still, the team is still speaking with OpenSea on exactly how that's going to work. So more details on that forthcoming. And, you know, if you get into the discord, there's a great place to ask those questions there. Yeah. This so, is the one you were talking about here with the, yeah. with the blue dog. Is this, so awesome. Yeah. Tell me Sly, about this. Like he requested this. This is, is this go back theory. to the story of him like selling his dog when he was like broke? I think that that's got something to do with it. He's so inspirational, right? Because the guy, he was broke. None of these studios wanted to take on the Rocky script. And he was so certain that this was a winning script that he sold his dog in order to feed you know, himself that time. And of course, he ended up producing the movie himself. And then he went and bought back the dog. Yeah. I mean, he, what a badass. Yeah. The story was he wanted himself to also be in the movie. Oh, yeah. I think it was. Essential. And they were like, oh, we like the script. We'll keep that. But you're not going to be in the movie. And he's like, no. You know, and they were going to give him a significant amount of money for that. But he just mm-hmm. had to turn it down like based on his you know, That's right. true dream coming true. But yeah. And I think his dog was like the only thing he had. Yeah. yeah, you told the story better because you're more accurate. So I appreciate that. But it's so, actually a very nice looking in it. Yeah, I love the colors of it. Yeah, the bright colors and the. It's the, a yeah. rare dog. There, yeah. There's actually two dogs in the collection, and there's the other one right there with the the ski goggles on. And there's a bunch of different faces. You know, some of them he's got a black eye. Some of them he's got he's really battered and got two black eyes. He's got uh, different hair. He's got things for his head. He's got some accessories. Uh, there's, I think there's a close to 100 torsos with different colored sweaters and t-shirts, long sleeve, short sleeve jackets, you know, all kinds of gears, a lot of pants and shorts, the left hand and right hand are their own distinct attributes and the backgrounds as well. And you can kind of see how it changes up. He's even got tattoos on torsos and some of the tattoos you won't be able to see because they're under a long sleeve shirt. It's the only time I've recommended that we have an invisible attribute in an NFT because it makes perfect sense that he could have a tattoo that you can't visibly see. Very cool. Yeah, we should tell the listeners we're pumped. We're going to grab some of these guys and appreciate the opportunity to be involved in this project because we're all fans of of Sly and, and fans of you. It's two icons in the space coming together. Let me ask you a question about the drop. There's some really sophisticated thinking here. To what extent do you feel that what you've learned from doing the show and being in the space the last year, in particular, where there's been so much evolution in the NFT space, has sort of influenced your thinking on how you execute this drop? And what are some of the things like, for example, that you are doing here that maybe you just wouldn't have even thought about six months ago? I think utility is essential now, right? Especially with these generative PFP projects, people want more than just a profile picture. These NFTs become tickets to experiences. And so we're hiding some surprises in here. Once we hit 100% on sale, which we think is going to happen really quickly, we're going to have announcements to make. There's going to be people that are holding IRL deliverables in their NFT, and they might not necessarily know that that item, you know, for example, this guy here was wearing a very specific helmet. 
He's got a very specific microphone in a hand. He's got a photo in a hand. Any of these items could end up being a deliverable for a physical good, a digital good, uh, something for the community, a real life experience. And we're not going to reveal what those are right away. It's going to be up to the community to kind of speculate about, hey, what could this be? Does having a Molotov cocktail or a painted face mean something? I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. What I've learned is that adding utility on an ongoing basis, not just coming out of the gate with it and saying, okay, this is what you're going to get, but having that mystery behind, hey, what's possible here? How does Sly continue to connect with his fans beyond the initial launch of this? And that's what's really got me excited about NFTs is it it is a loyalty card that can keep giving. And look at this, look how badass he is there. He's here, he's got the gun. He's like, I don't need no pants. I got my shorts. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to take it on. You always got to do the voice, by the way. That's part of the deal. Glad you're doing it because you're probably better than me. In the collection, there's also six unique, complete one of ones that we have titles for. I like the one you're looking at right here is the prisoner. And so like everything in the gear there, it is a singular character. It's not a mix and match of different attributes. This is the race car driver. This one here is the gangster. This guy is the veteran. And then this one, really unique one of one, it's the award winner. And so it's going to be chances for people to get some really unique pieces out of this. We're excited about the collection. And once you jump in the Discord, you'll see people are really hyped. They love Sly and they cannot wait to mint these. Yeah, the utility aspect just reminded me of our Spirit Seed NFTs, which we handed out. And to be honest, it was a utility that we let people know about, but I don't think they realized the impact of when they got their free tickets to NFTLA. And as you said, if they could be there live, they could utilize it. If they couldn't, potentially they could trade it or pass it along to a friend, stuff like that. So those are really fun surprises and always like leave a bunch of people kicking themselves. <laughs> yeah. And like, as I'm thinking about it, sorry, Ethan, to cut you off, oh, no like some of the gifts that we gave people, like one of the guys that won one of the spirit coins from Nicole Buffett, I mean, he owns a restaurant in, Angeles, in LA Hollywood, and yeah. a really amazing Thai restaurant, Emporium Thai. We'll have to go there when you're on this side of the country. But this is his first time buying an NFT. And now he's got this physical item that he gets to hold that's worth like two or three ETH on top of all this other utility. And I think as, as we're thinking about this, Joel, I mean, we're building bridges here to the mainstream. When you take an iconic figure like Sly, and you throw in that physical experience, I think that probably connects a lot of dots for a lot of people. It really does to the wise people who think that NFTs are just right click, save as, and oh, now I own your NFT. It's okay. They don't have to understand it right now. They will, and they will when it's somebody that they're following, right? The way to onboard people in NFTs is, oh, NFTs stink until their favorite band or musician does. They're like, oh, I want that. Because I connect with them, their favorite TV show, their favorite actor, whatever it is, people are going to find their points of connection and then they're going to see the value. And that's how we're going to on stream, mainstream and onboard people into the space. Sly is a great avenue to do that. He's got millions of people following him on Instagram. He's really excited about the set. And I think that we're going to bring a bunch of new people in that love Sly that are following him to say, okay, I don't understand these, but I want that. So help me to get it. And we'll teach them how to use MetaMask. We'll teach them how to get Ethereum in their wallet and and help them to treasure this. I hope for many people that this is their first profile 
picture NFT and that they will use it proudly on their Twitter and their Instagram and their other social accounts. So we touched upon a little bit earlier, just kind of the intricacies of having to deal with a movie star or whatever and IP, all that stuff. But I'd love to get your perspective since you've dropped so many NFTs, right? Like, What's the process like filtering who you might partner with, subject matter, artists, and all that kind of stuff? I think it'd be fascinating to hear a little bit of your perspective having had such an inside look at yeah. things. When you're dealing with somebody high profile, it's a lot more intricate than when you're doing something on your own. You know, when we created blockchain heroes and minted them on wax, it's me and Travis and and Zach and Jarek, right? It's four of us and we're directing everything and we're not going to anybody to ask for permissions and get approval. We're driving that car and and we take it where we want to go. So it's a lot simpler. You know, when you're dealing with high level personality, there's things to watch out for. There's a lot of lawyers involved and there's trademarks and studios and copyrights, and it just takes more effort. Also, where it was simple for us to mint on wax, Ethereum's a little bit more complicated. And so we've partnered with the company Galaxis, which you might know as ether.cards initially. And Andras and his team, they're fantastic. Uh, one of the things I love about their technology is that on Ethereum, they're able to build in switch that tells you whether or not a redeemable has been redeemed on an NFT. You know, a lot of times something will come out with a redeemable and then they'll sell it on the secondary market after they've redeemed it. The person buying it doesn't know, oh, that's already been redeemed. But using Galaxis technology, you'll be able to see clearly what is attached to the NFT that is still a redeemable item and what hasn't. I love that. They're a great team. They're our partner on this. And of course, partnering with OpenSea, that's new, working with the biggest marketplace in the world by a long shot and having them put us front and center. For anybody who hasn't heard about the drop by then, boy, they're going to because they've got all the eyeballs there. And so that's different. Of course, working with partners, there's a lot of back and forth and compromise. I think we should do this. I think we should do that. And you learn and you work, you play nice with others. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I could think like with projects like this, it's it's so almost so exciting for everyone from the beginning. It just becomes this like pile of ideas and everybody gets excited and they have their favorites. And then, you know, you have to do the process of pruning and approving and all that stuff. Um, yeah. You could actually see here, here's our team right here. You know, Sly is the battalion commander and Bill Zanker, you know, founder nice. of Learning Annex, uh, his son, Dylan, Sam Del Canto, and Chris Murray, who have been by his side on his team. They're all fantastic, super smart and generous people. And there's my specific Sly guy. And we're all working together to make this reality. And we're convinced that it's going to be a huge sale. They're going to go quickly. We really want as many people as possible to be able to get theirs. Uh, we don't want this to be, hey, the whales come in and snag them all. But you got to get into the Discord and get on the slide list to make sure that you are in the queue for these. Awesome. And the midday or shortly thereafter, once all the craziness ends is the kind of like reward for all of that. Right. The reveal will come. Of course, the Goldens, you'll know exactly what you're bidding on for the Goldens. They'll be clear because they're numbered one through 25. You'll see exactly who the characters are and you'll be able to go to OpenSea to bid on those auctions. The remaining ones, there'll be a certain number minted for Sly and for the team and for some of our partners. And then there'll be those that the public is minting. All of those will be together random and there'll be a reveal several days after the collection sells out. And that's when the real fun begins, right? Because that's for Sly when the connecting with his fans is really going to take place. Well, 
We'll be waiting uh, patiently for it. Looking forward to that, man. Thanks for sharing all the deets on that. Yeah. So look, you're at the tip of the spear of Web3 NFT world. Where are you drawing inspiration from these days? We'd love to always share this with our listeners. It, just like you guys, we get so many emails from other projects. And to be candid, it takes a lot to get me excited. I really, I want to see innovation. I want to see people taking NFTs to the next level and utility. That's why I insisted as part of this team that I don't want to just do a PFP project. This has got to deliver and continue delivering. I love to sit around with uh, Travis, my co-host, and we ideate on, you know, what if we did this? What if we did that? I try not to watch too closely what others are doing because I never want to be accused of copying what anybody else has done. There's enough crazy ideas going on in my own imagination right now. There's no short supply of them. And I kind of feel like I need a breather after this particular launch to sit back and just enjoy playing with my own NFTs, which is what I do. I mint at other people's NFTs all the time. I've got my own collection. And it's just like we used to play with our toys when we were little boys and girls. I look at my NFTs and I guess we can consider that playing with them. Yeah. So just based on your lack of trying to be original with everything, just have to ask though. We just talked about this. Did the, the idea of the Sly Ape Club ever come onto the table just as like a really... No researched idea. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, you know, apes are great. I've got no problem with apes. I mean, there's a lot of derivatives out there, but no, this was always going to be a Stallone inspired collection to be close to him. And so, you know, there's only 9,997 Sly guys ever. What think about that? We, you know, we talk about these, these collections that have 10,000 PFPs and we're like, well, there's plenty to go around for everybody. But I like to look at NFTs through the lens of the future. I've collected all kinds of things, comic books, vintage software, Star Wars cards. And when you look at them at the time, you're like, oh, well, these aren't worth a whole lot. But over time, when you look at NFTs from the future, I think that these collections that have just that have 10,000, when you've got several million, 50 million, 100 million people, they're wow, these are this is the OGs of the space, these collections, some of them which didn't sell out at the time. They only minted 1,500 of 10,000. Don't you think some of those are going to be revived and come back as this was thought of as a failure at the time, but now these are super rare and we don't know which of those they're going to be, but a lot of these collections that might have DAOs or don't even have one in the future, a DAO could form around a defunct collection out of nowhere. 30 years from now, that could happen. Somebody can come along and say, oh, these zombie whatever they are, octopuses, we love them. And we're forming a DAO around people who hold these and we're going to deliver this to them. That's mind blowing to me that anybody at any time can bring value to any collection. It doesn't have to come from the creators. Absolutely. And yes, there's a lot of projects that go down below the cost of gas to, to unload them. But at the same time, when you think about like fast forwarding five years, are you going to have more regret if you sold like a killer collection that has the potential to, to be worth a lot more and to like bring you joy and happiness? Or are you going to more regret if you don't sell it and it goes up and it goes down a little bit? I think at the end of the day, it just makes sense to trust your gut and buy projects that you really believe in and, and sort of go into it with the long term mentality or Buy a couple of them and at least make sure you hold your favorite, right? 
Yeah, you do you. You know, short-term thinking in the NFT world is a cancer. It really is. Uh, people have developed this popcorn microwave mentality when moon. They expect that as soon as it sells out, the floor is going to rocket. And if it falls below that, oh no, team, do something. And I just, I see immaturity rampant in the space. There's no sense of actually allowing time to pass. You know, it used to be my parents would buy stock and if they got 10% returns a year, they were doing really well. That was a solid investment. Now you have people out there expecting 10x overnight. And I'm like, oh, wow, these people have not tasted the real world because that's a rare anomaly. You're not going to have moonbirds all the time. It's just not going to happen. That's a fact, man. With even interest rates, right? Shit, it's 5%. It's through the roof. Right. <laughs> no, bro. Historically, it's like still disgustingly low to our benefit. But dude, I wanted to highlight one thing that you said earlier, because you don't hear it that much. And that was just like using the reference to toys, you know, and thinking about the NFTs and kind of spending time with them and playing with them and going through them, right? It's hard if you have a lot. And for those of us that have, have been fans of NFTs for a while, we got a lot. It's hard to keep track of what's happening with all of them. Mm -hmm. And so it is an interesting way to think about it. You know, I'm going to crack this thing out and take a look at it, see what's going on in the community. I'm going to play with it. I'm going to get in the Discord. I'm going to look at the utility. I'm going to just indulge in this experience with this particular NFT for this amount of time and give my attention to it. And how many times, Jeff, have you gone back to a project and go, oh, there's staking now or, oh, there's a game I can play or I can earn tokens. It's like you're surprised to discover, hey, this team actually followed through and built something. So, you know, when I buy stuff, yeah. I just put my trust in the team and you know that there's going to be some rugs. There's going to be some that fail, at least at that time. There's going to be some that are going to take a lot longer to develop, but through the lens of the future, if they are honest people and they intend to follow through, I think most people are going to be happier than not, unless the whole market falls apart and the, you know, there's always that quid pro quo. If the economy fails, NFTs are going to fail as well, at least for a time. Hey there, NFT space cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com, it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle, to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls, comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio. And you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right. This full service, soup to nuts, end to end, whole enchilada NFT service can help you. Yes, you, Randy. Launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. 
That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. That is a fantastic segue to our next segment on a hot topic that we both will appreciate. I meant to do that. <laughs> nice. Barnaby, would you like to join us? Turn your camera hey, on and say hello. How's it Boom. going, man? There he is. What's up, buddy? Yeah. So, Great to be here. Are we actually are we fully on? We're fully we are, on and we're, ready to chat. We're on. And Barnaby was also an early guest, I think, episode eight, if I'm not mistaken. At that time, you had a chance to share with us some pretty epic technology you're building to sort of revolutionize the the music industry. And you've been like doing that. And it's a great illusion to what Joel said. Sometimes this test takes a little while to get it right. And you've been building in stealth mode for a long time now. So tell us, what are you launching this month? We want to know. Hey, great to be here. And I'm just thrilled for the timing. Like it's been a year since I was last on the show. And it's been a year since we've been working on and building out band royalty and a year that I've been also having Joel with us as part of our core team and a year since you guys bought one of those NFTs as one of our first investors. So it's a real, really just coming home, coming together. And by the way, just for, this was not a setup. Joel didn't know that Barnaby was going to be the hot topic. So he kind of kept that as a fun little surprise. I did not know. And I saw, I was like, Hey, you know, I've worked with Barnaby and you're like, yeah, I know. Duh. Okay. <laughs> it's part of the utility of coming on the show. You know? right. Well, absolutely. Also, <laughs> oh, yeah, also really, as a follow-up, we realized earlier, right? We're building our, our next NFT project, the Living Tree NFTs. We decided to bake in some icons for the first 50 episodes of the podcast. And so you two guys will be represented within that collection. Barnaby, you got a little 8-bit record, right? For the band royalty. Joel, a little 8-bit podcast microphone. And so you guys, we can announce officially, we'll be giving you each uh, one of those NFTs when we launch that project soon. Yeah. And also to offer like a fun opportunity for folks to connect. Like if somebody gets an NFT with the icon of of your episode, they can connect with your projects, so on and so forth. Be an interesting way that we can connect and build the ecosystem. So fun stuff. Fantastic. That's awesome. So, so, all right. Well, speaking of thrilled, what are you thrilled at in terms of what you've built here? Tell us what's been going on here. Well, you're spot on about it being in stealth mode. I mean, we did actually sell a million dollars worth of NFTs last year as part of the uh, stealth private sale, you could say. And from that, that was how we started bandroyalty.com with this vision that my business partner, Noble Dracon, had for many years because he comes from a hedge fund background and he's been investing in music royalties for over two decades and going back into the 90s. So he had this vision all along on how could we democratize and ideally even decentralized music royalties. And then after we'd already done some great work in other NFTs, NFT game that we launched, that once again, Joel was in there helping us out with that. That was the king of quotes. So we cut our teeth on a few other NFT projects, but basically Noble one day said to me, literally March last year, 2021, hey, what if we could launch an NFT series that connects up with music royalties? He really got my attention. And I was like, whoa, tell me all about it. So we just laid out the framework and built out, began building out an ecosystem that would combine us buying real music royalties. So we went out and bought a catalog of Jay-Z, Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, Timberland, literally platinum selling artists, bought their rights and then connected up in a DeFi smart contract, the earnings of them. Now that has come to fruition as well right now. So we've had 12 months of earnings on that catalog. So what's coming out? We've got two parts to the business. And I know it's a lot to take in, but basically the first half is earning passively on music royalties. That's bandroyalty.com. 
And you guys got those BR1 NFTs. That's where you get to buy one of those only 3,000. And you'll start earning on that catalog of Jay-Z, Beyonce, et cetera. And pop over here and, and have a look, guys. So that's what's coming out. And we are launching the full integration of the staking of those NFTs this month. But even potentially more exciting is if you go to bandnfts.com. So pull up bandnfts.com. And that is going to be, that's the other half, which is when musicians come and launch the first ever multi-track music NFTs. So you just need to connect up to the Ethereum mainnet there. So that's, as you can see, launching on, on April 21st. So what are we excited about? Rewarding our early investors with the last 12 months of earning on our music catalog, point one. Point two, the launch of the world's first multi-track music NFT platform. Very cool. And, and so I'm sure this has all been pretty much smooth sailing for the past year. No hiccups, glitches, <laughs> or groundbreaking you want the dirt. stuff that you've got to do. I mean, just I'm sure you mostly did this from the beach in Puerto Rico with Joel sipping pina coladas or something. Yeah, right? You got it, man. No, no, no. Actually, <laughs> no, it's been a, uh, a lot of crazy work. And a lot of it actually, even in, from a legal perspective, as like Joel was just talking about working with, with Sly, et cetera, and making sure that everything is legit. Like you could imagine, we're dealing with some top tier artists here, major celebrities. So it's another perfect segue into everything that Joel was just talking about. Here we are. And there's kind of two halves to the business again, to ban royalty. The first half is not actually seeking permission. We just buy the royalties. We buy. Beyonce is not part of band royalty, not yet. Neither Jay-Z or, or Timberland or anything. We had Justin Timberlake, we had their offices ringing us up. Sony was ringing us up saying, what on earth are you guys doing? How are you doing this? And then when That's they it. saw that we own the contract, the literal real world contract to these tracks that you can see here, these platinum selling tracks, they couldn't do anything. So that's permissionless. We buy royalties and you earn passively on them through the NFT staking. Boom. But the other side, which is just coming out now, is the band NFTs, where any of these artists or any artists can come to us, like you're seeing here. And why don't you just play? Like, click on Andy Case, click on that big, click on that. And there's two tracks. And yes, they're the same song, but they're one's a radio edit without the swearing. So just, just click it. Okay. Let me make sure I'm sharing my audio here then so you can hear it. Here we go. Please don't call me crazy. I'll take this the wrong way. It doesn't face me. I'm not sure what to say. But sometimes. That's like real music happening right there. Real music. And then, yep, if you click the next one, just to get the actual effect, it's the same track without the spirit. Please don't call so me what crazy. Is, cool is you're seeing this mashup of Spotify and OpenSea. No one has ever seen an NFT like this where embedded in this is actually the multi-track and it works on OpenSea. We've made this fully interoperable. We're going to geek out here for a minute with the ERC7 NFTs. That Actually, this one's an 11. No, hang on. Is it the 1155? Yeah, it's an 1155. So we've already actually, this is coming out tonight, midnight. This is being launched tonight. And so there's only going to be 777 of these. And Andy Case has got 1.4 million subscribers on YouTube. So what is interesting with this is that they're going to only be 0.03, which is about $100. So why we think Band NFTs is such a cool business is that we don't have to go out and get the customers, do we? Just think about every musician and the next one, he's got 5 million. So what starts happening here with each musician doing a drop and letting their fan base know, and as Joel was saying in the previous segment about the onboarding, many people say they think NFTs are going to be the onboard into this. 
But basically, these fans of the musicians, they are going to be onboarding into this, hopefully, through banned NFTs, which is, again, interoperable with all the other NFT marketplaces. So when people want to go to listen to these tracks, do they need to be listened to on the band platform for the- Just click it. Just have another click. You can see the track there. You can play any of these. When it comes to the royalty portions of things, the royalties are coming in from the plays on all sorts of platforms Spotify. as well, right? Spotify, YouTube, like whatever, Correct. wherever royalties come in, so, or depending on the particular contract you have, I guess. Yeah. So I just want to separate that what these are, these are just digital collectibles. Mm -hmm. What you're seeing here, these are not actually, you don't access the royalties with these, mm -hmm. okay? Not yet. So this is basically, we're pushing out to market something brand new. Now, the, we're separating also the, the listing of music from music as a tradable digital instrument. So you can go listen to music for free now. That's why the artists, I mean, basically people don't really realize that artists are making less than 12% of all the revenue. And you have to get 40 million plays on Spotify earns you $2,000. That's it. And so what were platinum selling multi-million dollar deals last century are now a couple of thousand dollars. So most artists are actually doing it really tough. And what this does is it opens up the doorway to an entirely new product. Most of these musicians have never sold a physical item, not even merch. So musicians are so into just basically making music now and doing concerts. That's how they make their money. But here they have the first time in a decade, an actual product that is music that they can sell as a collectible. And if they launch just, let's say 1,000 or 10,000, depending upon the size of their fan base, they could sell out. Now we're building this whole thing out as a, where obviously royalties are gonna be coming in. But for right now, think of them as purely a collectible item, very similar to let's say the Sly Stallone collection, where basically you are a fan of Andy Case or you're smart and you're like, well, there's only, there's 1.4 million plus fans. What if I get one of these couple of hundred, there's only 700 of these NFTs. Maybe those fans might want one. And uh, what happens if I snap it up before them? Because they don't know how to do crypto yet. Yeah, there's so much goodness built into this, man. When you say, I wanted to ask also, when you say multi-track you know, NFTs, like, what do you mean by that? Well, you know how, like you can put up an album on this with 10 tracks. Okay. Now you look at any other there are obviously other music NFTs out there. Kings of Leon sold millions of dollars last year in their first album. But when you go and have a listen to their album, it's one file. They have to be an MP3 or an MP4, typically an MP4 with a visual, but it's one file. So how are you going to skip through the tracks on one of those NFTs? You can't. So I'm sure that you know of those 10 tracks in that album, two or three of them are going to be your favorites. You don't want to listen to the others. So you're going to want to skip through them. The only place you'll be able to do that is on band NFTs. Nice, man. So much cool stuff, dude. It's amazing how you guys have evolved here over the last year. I got to ask, like, so you're an entrepreneur. You've led a number of different projects over the years. I'm curious, like, what was the inspiration for this iteration of band royalty, right? Which was, it's a very different foundation, but very much so related, obviously, to what band NFTs are. Yeah. So that basically came about through our whole team, which included our legal team. So what really started happening was that for us to pay out on the music royalties. We're just going to get into a, a couple of minutes to answer your question on the tokenomics because we've built out an entire music ecosystem with tokens. So to pay you out for the first version of the music royalty earnings on the catalog, you're earning them in the, in the governance tokens, right? So we couldn't actually pay you out in cash or Bitcoin or Ethereum. Otherwise, they might be considered a security, okay? So when we realized that, we had to build out a governance token that you could only earn through the staking of the BR1 NFTs, where there's only 3,000 from last year. And then because of that, we were like, well, 
what else are we going to, we can keep launching our own NFTs, but we saw that there was going to be this, this need for artists to come on board. And that's why we launched the royalty token, the fungible token. So the royalty token is going to be the currency of music where you'll be able to trade, buy, sell, and stake the royalty tokens on the Band NFTs platform to further support the artists, but also to support yourself. Because last year we realized that there was a way to have a token that you staked on the platform where you earn on every trade. Who do we see do that? Looks rare. And they did that vampire attack on OpenSea. And OpenSea never launched their own token. So the $200 million per day on OpenSea trading, and they're keeping the 2.5%, the 5 million plus per day, OpenSea gets all that. Looks rare is sharing that with the token holders. Well, we're doing that as well with the royalty token. So we basically had to think through how can we reward our fan base of the community with artists launching with multi-track innovation, and that's how we build out the whole token system, so the ecosystem. So that's so rad. Very yeah. cool. Joel, anything to add, man, is from an advisory perspective, working with these cats? I, I got to tell you, I've worked with a lot of people, and I am not blowing smoke here when I say I have seen Barnaby and Noble work harder than any other pair to bring massive value. I mean, I'm super excited about this project. They're pioneering with what they're doing here. And I think they're kicking ass. Not being a financial advisor here, but there's no doubt to me that music and NFTs is going to be massive. I'm betting on this particular horse. I think these guys are going to help lead the way. Yeah, Thanks man, so much, definitely, Joe. definitely an amazing take on it. Yeah, the multi-track support, how that works. Just the entire function of it, it feels very different from any other music project that we've seen in the NFT space. And you said drop in today, officially. Yeah, yeah, it's dropping in. So head over there at Band NFTs and uh, register on the site. I just, yeah, I'm just thrilled to be part of it. And also, we can't say any other big names, but there are some very big names in the queue. We've listed out the, the next nine artists that are launching, but some of them coming out have t- fans in the tens of millions. And you just start thinking through what happens when they start launching. And that's not even the really big guys yet. What happens when they tell in their inner circle, the people who've got 200, 300 million fans, and they want to do their launch and their drop, and they realize that we're the only place to do the multi-track, and they realize they can get the governance tokens to control which where we're spending to buy more music catalogs and the royalty token staking so that everybody starts earning. Anyway, I'll leave it to your imagination where this can go. So yeah, this is we're, we're super excited and appreciate all of the work you've put in here. Before we wrap here, we want to make sure Everybody knows what are the next steps to get involved. We skirted around a little bit, referred to this or that, but where should we send people to get to know more? Great. Well, go over to Band NFTs to register your email so that you can see what's the next drop. Every week from now on is a new musician drop every week. So, and once we start selling out on those, then there'll be every, there'll be two a week and then five a week. So head over to bandnfts.com, go over to bandroyalty.com as well, and just check out the whole platform. And if you feel inspired, and you want to see if you can still secure one of the 3,000 foundation NFTs to start earning the governance tokens and collect some of those, uh, buy up some of those royalty tokens so you can start earning on the whole platform and the staking. So that's what I'm saying. So just register your email, dive into, we've got so much material. Here's the thing. We have tried to make it as simple as possible. The music industry is actually really complex. It's all behind closed doors. We're trying to educate, show people how it works. And most importantly, reward the artists who are missing out and reward their fans. So we just loved it. And it's a community effort. We're going to build this out as a DAO so all of you can participate. And let's all just make money with music and support the people who are actually making the music. Yeah, man. 100% aligned with you, Barnaby. Thanks for, for sharing with us. Killer hot topic, guys. Go check it out. Band NFT, Band Royalty. We're big supporters as well. And we think you'll be a big fan once you learn more. So thanks, buddy. 
We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Well, that's good stuff, guys. What a show overall. So much good has baked into these projects. We talked to a lot of folks, and I think the utility side of both of these projects and everything we've talked about today, it's really taking things to another level. We're on this utility train, man, and it's left the station, and so many cool things are happening and iterating just as quickly as the space overall has iterated. So, man, kudos to building that into these projects, fellas. So, before we break overall for the show, We also wanted, Joel, to give you a chance to let folks know where to learn more about Planet Sly, as well as your individual socials. Any other places people go to follow what you're up to, man? Sure. Appreciate you guys having me on today. Planetsly.com is the website. The link to the Discord is there. But if you want to go direct, discord.gg forward slash Planet Sly at Planet Sly NFT on the Twitters and, and Instagram. And make sure you follow the official Sylvester Stallone account there, you'll see that he is verified. And if you want to connect with me at Joel Com, and of course, check out the Bad Crypto Podcasts or the Nifty Show, or maybe both. Check it all out and amazing stuff, big inspirations for us as well. So yeah, thanks so much. And also I think for our listeners, we talked about doing a little giveaway and I think, I think we got a little info on that. And did uh, Josh, did you want to give uh, the deets on that one? Yeah, this is amazing. So we are giving away a few slides to some lucky listeners, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct, Joel? Yeah, I don't, I can't recall exactly what we said, but somewhere uh, in my it, email is. There at least two. Um, yeah, I think, I think we, we said. Which, yeah. At least two. We'll we'll figure it out. Not that we haven't done these contests before, but it's going to be a really special giveaway. And you're going to want to stay tuned to our social for that. And especially if you've missed out, if these things sell out, you'll have a chance to get it through us. And we really appreciate the opportunity, Joel, that you're giving our fans there. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Super excited about that one. And we're on the street is a late entry into our giveaway opportunities. Barnaby coming through with an Andy Case multi-track NFT. Brother, you want to tell me anything else about this giveaway? Well, we just know it's going to be uh, hotly sought after because typically people in crypto, if you think about it, and Joel was pointing this earlier, like it's the first ofs that collect the attention. Those crypto Mm. punks, they were the first ones. They had to give them away. Nobody wanted them. And so, and then we have the crypto kitties and obviously with each iteration, but basically there is some clout to the first evers. Well, this will be the first ever multi-track NFT. So we know that there are some people even on this call I'm talking to right now, they're like, yeah, make sure I get one of those things very much. So we want to give your listeners one as well, because you know, you never know where these things are going to go. Historically, that's what crypto is all based upon is typically is the first off. For sure. Keep in mind, there's less than 777 now available. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, cool. Again, pay attention to our socials, please. We'll give you all the deets on there about how to get one of these bad boys. Fellas, thanks again for your generosity with that. Okay, well, I think we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. So thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventurers on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. We understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.